You're listening to this week's episode of Multiplane Tales. I'll be your tale teller, JC. This episode is called Me. And dear listener, if you want your tale told, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Colostra, Princess of the Starians, woke up graceful and thankful like she was any other day. In the history of the Starian sovereignty, no one had been born with such grace. Her birth resulted in the ceasefire of the Trilevian War. It was as if the leaders of the enemies were greeted by the gods to stop their path of violence for Colostra's sake. Not only was her presence considered a grace of the gods, but she was granted the gift of divination. One of the gods granted her the power to see glimpses into the future of those she focused on. There was no rhyme or reason to what she saw, but the prophecies came true. She would speak as if she was possessed by spirits. Her tone was often not her own. The guards that were assigned to protect her during her fits claimed there was always a pressure emitted from her during those states. Some visions came in the form of dreams. She would have her recorder jot down what she experienced in said dreams and deliver the message to the recipient, if able. Colostra, unspokenly, became the most important person in the realm. Her popularity would only spread as tales of her kind heart and generosity spread throughout the continent. Colostra opened a free school for the more unfortunate kids of the country, and it was a success. As the firstborn and a princess, she had a decent number of resources which she could call upon to aid her in her philanthropic ventures. The school she built took seven years to become self-sufficient. While organizing the school, she built a food shelter and an orphanage. Every one of her ventures was able to sustain itself only after a few years of crown support. Colostra didn't only fund these projects, but she was often on site offering help where it was needed. When the school was missing an extra teacher, it was Colostra that was there to fill the role. If there was no one to hand out supplies at the food bank, the citizens could be sure to find Colostra there, ready to cater to their needs. Her gentle soul carried her name throughout the darkest depths of the continent of Levy. When Colostra reached adulthood, the number of suitors was unfathomable. Every week, her father would receive countless requests for her hand in matrimony. Every now and then, he would bug her about accepting the offers of someone that would be favorable to the family, but it was something that he and the queen never forced. Colostra seemed to enjoy her time alone. When it came to the matter of romance or marriage, she would quiet down and let the conversation continue. Colostra seemed happiest doing what she could do to help those around her. With a status like that, there was one person who was worthy of being her protection detail, Vuk, the paladin of the astral protection detail. Since she was a kid, Vuk was raised in the church of Astra. Found by her master, Adaya, in the quarters of a bar, every day of Vuk's life circled around her faith in Astra. From the time she could speak, Adaya would have her recite prayers with her. She participated in all the ceremonies for Astra, and by the time she was a teenager, she knew more about the deity than some of her loyal warriors. Vuk's favorite part was always the smell of lavender, which would seemingly come from nowhere during the ceremonies. Vuk became Adai's assistant in all matters of life. Adai treated her like her own child. Her honesty, ferocity, and kind heart were traits that Vuk had absorbed, and it did not go unnoticed. She began her journey as a stationary guard, but was quickly promoted after taking charge during several goblin raids. Still under the guidance of Adai, she was appointed to the Royal Brigade, which was the most lackluster aspect of her career. The brigade oversaw any and all transactions that would involve the castle or the royal family. Predominantly focused on logistics, Vuk often made her frustration known to Adaya. 
She believed that Astra formed her to deliver righteous fury to those who had threatened the kingdom. Healing the injured, or even cross-examining potential hires, was a waste of her skill. Vuk was part of the brigade for 15 years before being promoted to lead officer. Instead of returning to the more exciting part of her duties, her promotion was met with more office work. Vuk's discontent became more apparent. Since she was a child, she had always been guided by the instinct of Astra, relying on that to decide her actions. That instinct felt strongest when there was a sense of danger. Over her tenure, she felt her instincts wane. She never spoke to Astra, like most of her other disciples, but believed that the instinct of faith was granted to her to defend the throne and the country she cared for. The royal family, at first, took her comments as an insult. It was an honor to be one of the royal brigade, much less a lead officer. The king consistently reminded her that some would do unspeakable things for such an honor. Vuk was reprimanded countless times under the family's order, but she kept being true to herself and spoke her mind. Going on to two decades in her position and numerous accolades, as well as criticism on her record, she was called into the throne room after her shift. The whole family was there, the king, queen, and Princess Colostra. The king rose from his seat. Chief, Brigadier, Vuk, Shiro, you have been a thorn in my side for as long as Princess Colostra was born. That said, a thorn I cannot remove in fear of bleeding out. You have protected this family from a multitude of unseen threats. For that, you have our gratitude. Though, I understand you do not feel accomplished in your position, even with all the good you have done. I have talked about it at length with my family and Astro Protector Adaya, and that is why you will be removed from the Royal Brigade. Remove your badge and place it on the table near you. Luke stood there stunned. She looked at Adaya for support. Adaya had a blank expression and avoided direct eye contact. She looked around, looking for an ounce of support. She thought about arguing, but thought better of it. She could spot half a dozen astral guards emerging from the shadows. She sighed, took off her badge, and placed it on the table. Vuk closed her eyes and muttered a quick prayer to Astra. Anger, disappointment, and confusion all welled up inside her. Vuk believed that she was following the path Astra had set forth for her, and now it all came to an end. She respectfully bowed to each member of the royal family and started heading out. As her hands pulled and opened the door, she heard laughs behind her. She turned to see the royal family and Adaya in uncontrollable fits. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, laughed the king. I can't. I can't do it anymore. Vuk, come back. Vuk followed the king's orders, anger now fueling her movement. My king, she asked. It, it was Adaya's idea, but what I said stands. You are no longer part of the royal brigade. Adaya has been working for this family for a couple of generations, and she has decided it is time for her to retire. We need one, as passionate as her, to take her place. You, Vuk, have been chosen as the new Astral Protector of Colostra. Welcome to the Astral Protection Detail. The best and last defense the family has against the worlds. Get ready to always be on the clock. Without asking for permission, she rushed to the thrones and jumped on Adaya with tears rolling down her face. The family looked at him with smiles. For the next six months, Vuk was back to following Adaya everywhere. She became more familiar with Colostra. Vuk found 
that the job was exactly what she wanted. With all the different philanthropic activities Colostra was accustomed to, Vuk had to be aware of every potential threat, dangerous locations, theoretical attacks, etc. She loved it. She oversaw a small team that helped her. Within her first three months, she had stopped four different threats while Colostra was venturing around the country. The first and the fourth culprit had the same markings in similar locations. In her free time, that consumed her mind. After six months in her role, Adaya officially retired. She was sent off with a banquet for her service. Adaya left Vuk with only one piece of advice. Vuk, listen, you are not always right. After a year and a half of looking into the cult, all Vuk could find was an old story about them and a spirit called Virax, a spirit that had been expelled from the planes by the first member of the astral protection detail. He created the order after the events with the support of the Queen of the Time. In the story, Gustav Brimseeder was a pillar of radiant energy. He defeated the spirit Virax in his second battle with the beast. Gustav lost his first battle with the spirit, and his life. Astra brought him back and set him on a quest to forge three holy weapons that would aid him. The quest forged Gustav into the protector he was destined for, a healer of the harmed. The story ended with his holy weapons being lost to time, and creating the ADP. With only that piece of information about the cult, there was nothing she could investigate, so she stopped looking into it. Time went on. Three years led to four, and Vuk was an exemplary protector. At first, she had doubts she would not meet the expectations that Adai had set, but that feeling slowly weaned over time. She earned many more awards in her role. Her attention to detail led to the discovery of a plot to overthrow the royal family. The source came from a longtime employer of the family, who was Colostra's hairstylist. Vuk discovered the hairstylist had been using custom creams for Colostra's hair instead of the court-approved ones, in secret, for some time now. With the help of one of her comrades that turned her invisible, she was able to pocket a sample of the cream while the hairstylist Utir was distracted doing Colostra's hair. She took it to the alchemist, who reported said cream contained a slow-acting poison that would dull the mind. Vuk and her team waited until the middle of the night to ambush her in her quarters. Vuk took full advantage of the ambush to interrogate her. A couple forced zones of truth with some banishment scrolls were exactly what she needed for Utir to divulge her plan. Vuk instructed her team to make sure her body reached the castle without anyone's knowledge, but her soul departed from the material plane before the sun rose. Looking around, Vuk found a small safe behind one of the art pieces on the wall. She used a silence scroll to quiet her actions and smited the lock. It fell to the ground without a sound. There were papers, letters, and books in an unorganized mess. She spent the next few hours going through them where she discovered the coup. Over the coming days, all the names she found mysteriously disappeared during the night. The following week, a banquet was held in her honor. It was the first time she had had one. Vuk was granted the day to prepare and relax, and that is exactly what she did. Colostra had double the number of astral guards around her, seen and unseen. Plus, Vuk made sure she was always one dimension door spell away. Nothing was reported to her that night, and the party in her honor started. It began with the royal family each giving a quick speech about how important Vuk was to them and the country. There were performers who created ballads about her, while others made more public displays of her strength. No one, except for her, the ADP, and the royal family, knew about the work that she did in the shadows, 
and it was meant to stay that way. By the time the performers finished their theatrics, the food was hot and ready to serve. She was granted the honor of being the first to make her plate, something that is held for the royal family or special guests. All was great. Fook even had three tankards of mead, and the world was starting to get a little hazy. She was letting loose a little, experiencing a side of her that rarely came out. It made her a bit uncomfortable, but she did not want a lecture from the king about enjoying herself. It wasn't too long until the desserts started making their way around the room. She had two servings of cake before most of the room got there first. Vuk took a quick trip to the kitchen to go praise the chefs and the bakers. During her journey back to the banquet, she heard a sudden increase in volume coming from the room. She tried to hear to see what she was missing, but Vuk had to rest on the wall every few steps to not fall on her face. When she was about halfway to the room, an astral guard emerged behind her and muttered their emergency phrase into her ear. The guard placed his hand on her shoulder and cast lesser restoration. In an instant, the room stabilized, her mind cleared, and her reflexes returned to normal. Vuk stood up straight and ran full force to the banquet. The increase in volume turned out to be screams. She opened the door to reveal all the guests in a corner all huddled up. Most of the royal family was in the corner with the guests, all except Colostra. She was standing tall at the head of the table. Her hair was floating against gravity. Colostra! Vuk yelled. Colostra turned her gaze towards Vuk. When their eyes locked, Vuk felt something she hadn't felt in a long time. Fear. She was scared. Colostra was clearly not herself. The maniacal smile on her face was enough to tell Vuk that. Looking more closely, she noticed that Colostra's hair wasn't the only thing floating around her. There were bits of debris slowly starting to rise. The closer it was to her, the faster it went against gravity. Vuk also noticed a glowing symbol on her forehead. It looked familiar to her, but she was having a hard time pinpointing that memory. The new Colostra spoke. With your death, little ADP, I would have accomplished my want for revenge against this nation. The voice that came out of Colostra's mouth was not her own. It was not one of her prophetic tones either. That is when Vuk remembered where she had spotted that symbol. It was a symbol engraved into the bodies of some of the first individuals she caught in her current position. Violrax, she snarled. As the strongest member of the ADP, I will finish the job my predecessor could not. Vuk noticed a little bit of worry that flashed across the spirit's face. It looked at her up and down before that smile returned. Do it then, it taunted. Vuk charged the spirit, calling on Astra to bless her blade. The spirit waved its hands towards her, and she flew back into a wall. She tried to get up, but with that one attack, she felt that her body was broken. Black spots appeared in her vision. She looked to her side to see Dara, the lead ADP agent for the King's Guard. She looked directly into his eyes. She could sense his soul had already left his body. That was easy. I'm gonna be honest with you all. I was going to destroy this host, but I can tell from her memories. I can have much more fun with her alive. Well, bye. Vuk saw the possessed body of Colostra cast a teleportation spell before she blacked out. Vuk woke up in the infirmary. All she felt was shame. She looked down and realized she could move her body. She had been healed, but the feeling of shame was worse than any injury she'd felt. She was still in the same garments. She reached into her pockets and pulled out an invisibility scroll. She cast the scroll. Drowning in sorrow, 
group made her way out of the city and into its outskirts. She made a personal vow to never return. That, Vuk turned around quickly and summoned her blade to prepare for this new stranger. Vuk faced her with her hands empty. That's a little embarrassing. Vuk tried again and again, but her blade was not materializing. She quickly tried her other abilities with no result. Vuk internally sank into a deeper depression. She couldn't feel the familiar presence of Astra. The stranger was an older lady that was sitting at the base of an oak tree. Confident she wasn't a threat, Vuk approached her. Who are you? Vuk asked. Just a stranger passing through, but maybe the one that you have been searching for your whole life. The one I worshipped has abandoned me when I needed her most, Vuk said. Yes, she has, the stranger agreed. Vuk was starting to get a little emotional. You look it, the stranger continued. Are you here to judge me too, Vuk yelled. No, child, just an old lady passing through. But, a word of advice, from what did you gain your strength? I followed the path of Astra. At least, I thought I did, Vuk replied. Did you? Did you truly gain your strength from her? Something groaned behind Vuk. A fox limbed out of some bushes. Its front right leg was injured. It was bleeding profusely. Heal it, the old lady said. I can't. That was never my strong suit. Can't? Or was healing the weak just not exciting enough or garner much strength for you? Many of us fight against what we are called to do. Don't you fall under that category? Memories of her wanting to surpass everyone else around her sprung to her mind. Visions of the pride she felt each time she was awarded. The boredom that consumed her when she had mundane jobs like the Royal Brigade. Now, forget all that and heal it, said the stranger. Vuk walked to the fox and kneeled down. She grabbed its paws and closed her eyes. She stayed there and prayed to Astra for a good five minutes. She opened her eyes to see nothing had changed. Heal it, the stranger said more insistently. She closed her eyes and kept praying. This time, she apologized for how she acted and her actions under the name of Astra. After a solid 30 minutes of praying, the groans of the fox stopped. In her hands were no longer the paws of a fox, but a copper amulet. She recognized it immediately. She had seen it years ago when she was looking into the cult of Virax. It was etched into a drawing in one of her research scrolls. It was one of three artifacts Gustav Brimseeder used to conquer the spirit. She turned around to question the old lady, but she was gone. The distinct smell of lavender wafted throughout the air. The smell came with a new warmth that Vuk had never felt before. A calling that she realized she had been fighting her entire life. Find the rest and finish what Gustav started, she heard. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you'd like to submit your story, you can send it to multiplanetales at gmail.com. And if you could, please share this with all your friends and family across the multiplanes. Again, thanks for listening, and you'll hear me again in a fortnight.